Good morning. Good morning, Glenridge. Hello, everybody. It's fabulous to be going live. We're doing this for the first time, so bear with us. Um, I just wanted to make a few announcements just up front so that you can um, see what information that you're needing for the next week. If you haven't got onto the Glenridge WhatsApp information number, please can I encourage you to go on it now. Um, and just say hi, and you'll be able to keep up to date with all the information that we are streaming across to our church. The number is 083-261-1724. So go on now and send a message hi. Then also just to let you know what we're doing this week, um, we're going to be having Stan and Mark Nyman are going to be live on Monday evening, and um, they'll be having some good chats together, chatting about how to grow in your preaching gift. So please join us if you can. And then on Tuesday evening at 8 o'clock, Robert and Zamo are going to zoom in and we're going to have a time together with them. Stan and, and um, Robert and myself and Zamo will be chatting to you. Don't forget the daily devotions on Monday to Friday. It was wonderful. I had some people phoning me yesterday saying there's no daily devotion today, which just means that everybody's really excited about them. So um, I would encourage you Monday to Friday, daily devotions are up on our podcasts as well as on our um, Facebook page. So enjoy your morning, everybody. Um, I'm going to hand over to Stan as he brings you the word. Lots of love. Bye. Well, good morning, everybody. We are trialing this to see how it works. It will be available for those to watch later as well. We did do a preach. We did a, a recorded something yesterday. However, the internet lines were a little bit uh, not playing game with us. It was, we we're not cooperating. And so we uh, have been battling to get the thing uploaded. Um, I think there's a slow internet upload at the moment. So we decided let's give it a go. We are going to go for some live YouTube and uh, see how, how this works out. But uh, this is our second second week into, into Sundays and Homes. And last week we were very much uh, in, the, in the kind of meeting together, a bunch of people in our homes. Now we're in our homes just with our families. And so we are doing the same thing, but just with our families. Friends, it is a, it is a phenomenal time for us to be connecting with each other as a family and bonding and being intentional. Uh, I don't know if you've been listening to the, the, the devotions uh, and the, the guys and girls have been doing an amazing job there of helping us to really get intentional around these moments and make sure that we are, are doing well in them. So making the most of these opportunities. Please do continue to pray. We have a lot of people on the front lines. We've got to give them something to eat. Uh, to, to, to get them off the streets so that the, this virus doesn't get into them uh, because it would, it would be very detrimental to people that have got bad health. So please do keep praying. We're going we're gonna to come up with some ways that we can participate with that, give into that as well in the next day or two. So please do, please do stay uh, connected to your WhatsApp number and the, and the social media where it is available to you. But absolutely amazing to, to have you with us this morning. And we are going to continue in our series in the book of Acts. Last week, we spoke about what does a spiritual church look like? And uh, some of those attributes around uh, what a spiritual, a spiritual church looks like. One of the things that the spiritual church has is it's an incredibly generous church. 
It's in the midst of it's in the midst of trying circumstances. It continues to give and continues to be generous. And friends, I revel and because actually it's not safe for them to be on taxis. Please can I encourage you to make sure that we, uh, if as far as we can, as best as we can, we can continue to pay them as they sit at home. Because friends, they still got to eat. They still got to pay for electricity. They've still got children uh, to to look after, etc. So please can I ask that we are are paying. Um, them as best as we can going forward right through this process. We have done that. We sent um, our Gogo Maria uh, is, works with us. Last week we sent her home just saying it's, it's not safe for you to be on taxis and, and that's with full pay and we try, we're trusting that we will be able to do that right through the whole of this crisis. So please can you do that? Can I also just shout out uh, I've seen a couple of things on, on social media around, uh, around school fees. Why should we be paying school fees? When, uh, when, when our kids are not at school. Friends, schools as well have got teachers that need to be paid. And uh, can I just ask you there, and maybe you're in a, you've got your own business and you're absolutely in dire straits at the moment and, 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 and seeding, that, and seeding those, those institutions and those people so that we can continue to reap in the season after this. Friends, I, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, 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 a principle in the kingdom that when we sow, we reap. And we've got to make sure that we're sowing good seed in this time to make sure that we continue to reap a good harvest after this time. So please do do that. And can I just put a shout out even to the church? Can we just, uh, can we keep giving um, into those contexts as well? There's NGOs that need to be given to. There's lots of opportunity to be giving at the moment. Everybody needs, there's so much need at the moment. So we've got to really dig deep and make sure that we're giving profoundly over this time and trusting God for, for provision for us and, and playing our part that all sorts of people. So just a, just a quick note on that, just to make sure that we are, that our, our, our hearts and our land are, our hearts and minds are aligned with a spiritual church, which is a generous church. And, and that's what we spoke about last week. But this week, what we're going to do is I want to have a look at Acts chapter one, verses one to five. So if you wouldn't mind going there, I've got it here in my in my in my iPad, and I'm going to get there right now. Oh, there we go. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit, to the apostles he had chosen. Isn't it incredible? Let me just digress there for a moment. Isn't it incredible that the risen Jesus, the glorified Jesus, with, uh, with all authority given to him, it says that after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he chose. It's even Jesus in his glorified state was relying on the Holy Spirit to do his work, to do that, to, for the Holy Spirit to do its work, to do his work or to in, in this place of, of, of teaching. And friends, we've got to make sure if Jesus did that in his resurrected uh, body, surely we have to as well. That by the Holy Spirit, we can, we can, we've got to make sure that we are living in the Holy Spirit to give instruction. And especially over this time that we are, we are finding God and what he's saying in this moment. After his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. 
On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but they had to wait after he was re uh, resurrected for 40 days. And then, uh, and then Jesus instructs them. And then for 10 days, it seems like they were in the upper room. talking about the kingdom of God. And he spoke about the spirit of God. And friends, in this time, we've got to make sure that we have the kingdom of God in our, in our minds. And we've got to be relying on the spirit of God. And that's what I kind of want to speak on into this morning. Um, about this book of Acts, as we we kind of getting into the 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 going back to the beginning out of and starting it, uh, getting into it properly. First of all, it's you see it's written to this this guy Theophilus, and Theophilus is a they don't really know who he was, um, but all we know that is that he was uh, it was either just somebody that wanted to know more about the teaching of Jesus. Commentators will say, um, but what is interesting. What is interesting, I'm just getting to my notes here as we, as we track this. But what, what is interesting is that his name means God lover. Some people actually say it, it's, it's, it's symbolic. It's, it's not actually a real person. I think it is to the God lovers of this world. And uh, it's in a very important book. Actually, this is what uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones says about the book of Acts. He says this, it's the most lyrical of books. Live in that book, so I exhort you. It's a tonic. The greatest tonic I know of in the realm of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit that will help us in these times, because this is how the early church lived their lives. Imagine if we did not have the book of Acts. Imagine if we didn't have the book of Acts. Man, it would be, the Gospels would end, we'd, be, we'd know that there was a commission to go and reach the world. We didn't, wouldn't know where he comes from, how he got there, all those sorts of things. We, did, we wouldn't know how to South Africa, to the nations of the world. And so we, we can learn a bunch of lessons from this book to these God lovers, the, the Theophiluses of the world, that we can take hold of, that we can, that we can start to uh, learn from. So let's move on to what I want to really talk about this morning, which is about this church that, humanly speaking, had nothing going for it. This church had absolutely no money, it wasn't full of rich people. It had no proven leaders. It had no technological tools for propagating the gospel. And it faced enormous obstacles, friends. It was an utterly new message. It was, in fact, the truths that it espoused were actually incredible. Um, not credible if, in that form of the sense of the word to people that were, that were of the day. And it had massive persecution on it. So what was it about this church that made it so appealing and took the gospel so widely around the world that within a few hundred years, it became the predominant religion in the Roman world. And friends, I want to suggest to you, it's what verse 4 of this text speaks on, into. This is what he says. He says, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So actually what we have here is, is a church that Jesus says to them, listen, you, I've given you some life pictures. I've given you some teaching. I've demonstrated the kingdom uh, to you in my life and through my life. End of Luke, he says, until you've been clothed from on high with the power of God to enable you to live this message the way that I've taught you. And friends, he uses this incredible word. Wait, wait. And that's what I want to dial into this morning. I want to talk about waiting. Because I tell you, we've got a moment now 
where we can wait on God and we can wait. We can't get out of our homes. What we can do is limited. We can do some work online and maybe a bunch of us are doing some work online. But actually what we can do is we can wait for God. And let's have a look and see what this word wait means or what it entails. This people had learned to wait. They waited for 40 days after the resurrection um, and to the ascension of Jesus. So there was the 40, day, 40 days of, of waiting to the ascension of Jesus and then 10 days of waiting to Pentecost when the Spirit of God was poured out on his people. So they waited for 50 days. And that was a, remember the waiting after Jesus' resurrection we see in Luke 24 was quite a, was quite a, 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 a difficult time for people because they didn't know that Jesus would be resurrected. They, they just saw their hero die. They saw that what was going to be the Messiah, the one that they put their hope in, he just died. And just like many of the other messiahs up until that age, that those, these potential messiahs that had come about and said, we are going to be the ones to deliver Rome. I mean, to deliver the people from the oppression of Rome. But actually now Jesus comes and he dies as well. And three days later, he raises from the dead and he meets the two disciples on their way to, to Emmaus and actually encourages them. And suddenly they realize, no, Jesus is alive. But that waiting period was a difficult waiting period. So waiting is a difficult thing first, first up. I don't know. Uh, I'm into that now. There's a few things that waiting does for us. First of all, it prepares us. Friends, when we start out, we're not really willing to wait. But we've got to learn to wait. In fact, the, the, the Psalms are full of waiting on the Lord. Waiting for God, waiting on God, waiting with God, waiting. There's this, there's this idea of waiting with God and waiting for, for what God wants to do and not running ahead of him that needs to happen in all of our lives. Our natural response to waiting is often anger or doubt, if, we, if we're honest. If, you, if you're like me, if I'm going into a queue and uh, at the shops or, or the wrong queue, you know what that does, that waiting thing? It actually makes you angry. Nobody wants to wait. Everywhere, especially in an instant fast food, instant world that we live in now, actually waiting is, a, is an irritant and actually can make us angry. Or waiting, the other option is we either get angry, we don't wait normally, we don't wait. Actually, can I believe you and can I, can I trust you in these moments? And so waiting often leads to anger or doubt. And friends, we've got to learn in this moment to be a waiting people. Waiting on God, but active in our faith. But we've got, our activity needs to come from our waiting under God. God uses waiting to change us. If we look at the life of Abraham, Joseph, Moses, David, they all had to wait many years to see the promises of God come fulfilled in their lives. And everything that happened to them in the waiting was preparation for them inwardly so that they could get, as well as outwardly, but Inwardly, particularly, so that they could begin to act outwardly as God intended them. Friends, when we're waiting, something is happening, even though it looks like nothing is happening. And that's the difficulty with this thing of this, this idea of waiting. But Jesus says to them, says, I want you to go and wait. Imagine them waiting for 10 days in the upper room. They've seen Jesus ascend, and now they're sitting there waiting. And are they praying? I mean, 120 of them, they may be, yeah, just kind of working. Maybe some irritate each other. Maybe they've got to work that out. What does that look like? I don't really like that guy. I'm going to go to the other corner of the room. You sit in that corner of the room. I don't know what it must have been like, but I just know that it would have tested them and it would have prepared their hearts for what God had for them because part of the waiting brought a unity of, of, of heart and spirit and mind into that room in the upper room. 
The second thing about waiting is it tests us. It tests us because our inclination is not run out ahead of God. So it tests us. So waiting is often a testing time. It's a, it's a preparing time and a testing time. Number three, waiting produces humility. Waiting on the Lord is the opposite to running ahead of him. To wait means you have to receive it. It means you can't do anything about it. So there's a humility. I can't. I, I've just got to wait. Imagine, imagine that, that room, in the, that upper room with 120 of them. What were they doing? What were they thinking? I know they had some daily routines and prayers that they were well versed in and, and those sorts of things. But what were they doing? How were they doing this thing? And uh, it produces humility because unless you've got humility, you won't have unity. Unity requires humility and maturity, but it needs humility. And so what waiting does, it produces humility in us. Waiting, waiting. The fourth thing is it increases our hunger and anticipation, our expectation. To wait for something means that it's worth waiting for. How often have I gone into a queue and I, and I go into the shop and I think I've got to get this, this, and this, and I see the queue and I think, you know what? I, it's not that important. I'm out of here. I'll come back another time. Maybe you've, you, maybe you've been in that scenario. Well, friends, if something's important, it's worth waiting for. And so what, what waiting does for us, it begins to increase our hunger and expectation. And I'm praying over this time as we're waiting in our homes and we're trying to do what we can online and trying to give and trying to be responsible and trying to pray for and all those things. But actually part of this waiting period of three weeks is going to put a hunger and expectation into our hearts as the church. And I'm trusting that that will be produce huge fruit down the line. Also, what waiting does, it deepens our trust in God. Has what is what he said true, is the question. It deepens our trust with God. To make means you, you need to believe the promise would come. To, it, it, it puts faith into our hearts. We've got to believe, God, you said it. So now I'm going to wait on it and trust for that to be, uh, to be forthcoming. Trust in the Lord and not in your own understanding, Proverbs 3 says. And waiting produces a trust in nothing. And sometimes it is doing nothing with God. But, but there is a, there's an activity. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that we start to get this, this idea now. We must just park off and just... The next thing that waiting does for us is it clarifies promises. It clarifies the promises of God. When we wait on God, we start to see the different facets of the promises of God. It's like a diamond. When you're sitting on this side, you see one color. And when, you see this, when you're sitting on that side, it's, you see another color. When you're sitting on that side, you see the other color. And what does is the promises of God are often multifaceted. And we don't know exactly the form in which they're going to come through on. And so what we stand, what God is asking in a better way. And then lastly, I want to talk about this in terms of what does, what does waiting do for us. Is waiting releases the power of God. We saw that these men and women were waiting in the upper room and it released the power of God. It released a, 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 the sound of a rushing wind in the room. It released a, what looked like tongues of fire coming to sit on their, on their heads. And so what waiting does is it releases power, friends. And uh, if we, this is what somebody said, God pours out his spirit on a waiting people. God pours out his spirit on a waiting people. And I want to get into four or five things now which, 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 which we can expect to happen when we do wait on God, which I feel in God is, are going to happen as we, as we wait. But waiting produces, they saw after waiting an, an outpouring of the power of God. If we want to walk in the power of the Spirit, we have to learn to wait on God and we have to learn to wait for God. 
And so I'm trusting that in this moment, in the book of Acts, straight up, you see this waiting people waiting to be, to be empowered from on high so that they can get on with what God's called them to do. Friends, there is a, there is a profound moment waiting ahead of us in the, in the next year, 18 months, two years ahead of us after this moment that, that, that as a church, we've got to stand up and be counted because lots of help is going to be needed. Not just relief help that is happening now, but developmental and, and, and a help that is actually going to help people get back on their businesses and, and people get back on their feet. And we're going to have to trust God for what that means. But we need the power of God. And if we want the power of God, we've got to be awaiting people. Let me quick on to get, get on to five quick things that I think waiting will produce in us. Because I see this in the text between in their waiting between Jesus' resurrection and Pentecost. I see this five things that are that I think we can expect to happen to us if we begin to wait. First of all, they received their commission in, in Acts chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. They received a commission. I believe that as the church waits now, there's going to be a commissioning of people. There's going to be a commissioning of people in this time. And I trust God. I'm trusting God that actually when we use this opportunity to intentionally wait, God is going to commission us. God is going to put us into a space and into and prepare our hearts for what he wants to do. That some people will find their purpose in God over this time as we wait on him. Some people will find their call while we wait on him at this time. And I'm praying that actually at this time we can expect God to commission us, to commission us and to increase the the rank in a sense, to promote us in a pro profound way. The second thing that they saw, they saw Jesus go up to heaven. They saw the ascension. They saw a release. They, they, they saw Jesus uh, kind of ascend. Uh, but the point, that I want to, the point that I want to make here is that I believe there's going to be a new release of Ephesian 4 gifts, of ascension. They're often called ascension gifts. And I believe if we wait on God now, God is going to start to release Ephesians 4 gifts to the church. Is this a moment where God drops from heaven Ephesians 4 gifts for the church for this next time and this next season that he has for us? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. The third thing that I think is going to happen with us, and this sounds a little bit counterintuitive, I feel like God is going to give us new relationships. I know we can't meet each other, but God is going to put people together, and you can imagine them in the new and, 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 and media in terms of communication, friends, I feel like God in this time, as the church waits, is going to, we're going to, we're going to find new relationships and we're going to deepen our existing ones because actually this is a time that God pulls people together. The fourth thing that I think is going to happen as the church waits over this time, we saw that as they persevered in prayer in the upper room, the power of God was released. And I believe this, this moment is a moment for the church to wait, for people to wait to wait on God and to see a radical move of the Spirit move in our, in our city, in our homes, in our churches, in our, in our nation, in the nations of the world. Is maybe, just maybe, just maybe in this waiting period, God is preparing us for an incredible move of the Spirit. And I, I think we've got to start to have a hunger and expectation for God to move powerfully now if the church is praying and waiting. And lastly, the fifth thing that I think will happen in this moment is that Judas was replaced by Matthias as the 12th apostle in that waiting period. And I, and I wrote this down. There's going to be battlefield promotions. Battlefield promotions. What do I mean by that? Is normally if you want to go through a promotion in the military, 
you've got to go through a whole bunch of steps and there's kind of training and there's, there's teaching and there's exercises and there's, there's a whole process and there's a time that you, 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 you've got to, you've got to, you've got to uh, do your time to move from one rank to the next. Friend, in war, you end up having battlefield promotions. And what a battlefield promotion is, one minute you're a, one minute you're a, a, a sergeant, the next minute you're a lieutenant because actually the, the moment requires it. And so uh, a, a ranking officer literally says, you, you have a battlefield promotion, a battlefield commission. Actually, this is what you're going to be. And I feel like God at this time, in the toughness of this crisis, there's going to be many battlefield promotions as we wait on God. So friends, let's trust God to move powerfully in this moment and to, and to do what only he can do in this moment. Let's trust him to pull people together. Let's, let's wait on him in this time and see what he does. And uh, we're going to start to see for, we're going to start to see all that God uh, in, in an accelerated way, all that God has for us going forward. So put your faith in that trust in that just a massive thank you to, to Sean and uh, the lands for, for doing that um, wonderful Sean uh, 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 YouTube moment this, this morning. Uh, we are going to be going through those. We're going to, there's new people doing that every week, so I look forward to that. But friends, thank you so much for watching. Uh, this, this will be available online to download uh, for those that couldn't stream and, and couldn't be in this moment. So bless you. We're praying for you. We trust in God to protect you. We trust in God to heal you. We trust in God for, 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 for so many things at this moment. And, and, it's, and you feel helpless because you feel locked down. But man, what an opportunity to be waiting on God and to be trusting Him in this moment. So bless you guys. Can I pray for you as we, as we finish off our, our, our broadcast together? Father of crisis, to deepen people's faith and trust, you take, use this moment to help people wait on you, Lord. I pray that homes would be full of your spirit over this time. Kids with their moms and dads would be full of your spirit at this time. Father, empower us over this, these, this, these next few weeks to, to, to live and be commissioned in what you have called us to be. Father, we thank you. Bless the nurses and the doctors and the medical workers over this time. Protect them, Lord God. Put your hand of protection over them that they would not get this virus while they're caring for people. Father, protect. Be with the army and the police. Be with the NGOs and the all the, all the people that are rallying to find food and, and shelter and help people that haven't got food to eat and a place to live. Father, we just ask you right now by your spirit that you would be with us in your amazing name and be with every single one of those people as they do their work. Protect their bodies from this virus and bring healing to those that have got it, Lord God, in your amazing name. Bless you. Thank you. We'll keep, keep connected and uh, let's stay don't forget to hook up with the, with the WhatsApp number so that you can keep informed of exactly what's happening. Bless you guys. Love you guys, Glenridge. Cheers. There's an option comes up after the end add. to add to the channel. In your channel, your end.